0: Hello and welcome to Walk to Cinema Podcast. Today's episode is The Graduate, but we'll talk more about that afterward from our sponsor.
1: Yeah, the Graduate.
0: Yes, this is kind of an iconic movie for a lot of people. Yeah, it, it got Mike Nichols, a uh, best director, Oscar. you got Dustin Hoffman. A lot of recognition. It was the highest grossing movie the year it came out, and it was the third highest grossing movie of all time by the start of the 70s. So, big movie yeah. when it came out. Still big, I would I would say.
1: I feel like there's obviously a lot of people that have still talked about this movie. So, you know, we thought we'd give it a watch and yeah, see what it was about. Um, Just to give a brief synopsis, I think this one's pretty easy to describe because it's just about a guy who has just graduated college, kind of doesn't have any clue about what he wants to do. He's a little bit tired of being, like, perfect and smart and graduating at the top of his class and all that, and he gets seduced by his parents one of his parents friends Mrs. Robinson who is married and has a daughter about his age
0: yeah then he later on falls in love with the daughter
1: and it becomes a whole big mess
0: <laughs> yeah this movie was revered right mm-hmm. and still is for like the camera movements just the originality of the techniques which is what I like the most about this more than, more than the story I think the story's okay Like, the screenplay is, is like, decent. I clearly don't love this, but, you know, the camera movements are pretty funny because it is a comedy. Mm. So it does serve its purpose. There's also camera movements that aren't funny, but, you know, they're pretty unique, especially at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, the zoom-outs.
1: Yeah, the realization that Elaine has when... Dustin Hoffman's character tells her or is trying to tell her about the woman that he had an affair with and he looks up at Mrs. Robinson through the door and the camera focuses on her and then as Elaine turns back around, it doesn't completely focus on Elaine. It kind of slowly focuses on her to kind of show that her, her slow realization that the boy that she went on a date with and was kind of into. Yeah. Was having an affair with her mother.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty unique movement at the time. It's, I mean, now I guess it's kind of obvious, not super obvious. I mean, I guess you'd have to be half decent at what you're doing to put that type of detail in. Right. But it's still,
1: I feel like at the time it was way more.
0: Yeah. There's also a lot of POV shots. Mm-hmm. When he puts on the diving suit, and it is funny at times. If you like Garfunkel, the music's good. <laughs>
1: yeah. There's it, a
0: lot of reutilization of the same songs, which they're good songs. I just don't want to hear them again
1: yeah. for a while seven times you know in in one movie the same song which you know maybe maybe there was a reason for that
0: it is unique and stylized though like i feel like the it just goes for complete silence and has the the song in the forefront Mm-hmm. it does work i understand why this movie is really liked because i can't really think of anything bad about it. it just doesn't the story doesn't work great for me
1: yeah that's kind of how i felt too like obviously the story isn't isn't meant for me <laughs> right. i feel like <laughs> but i feel even though it's not meant for me i can still kind of relate to him at the beginning where he comes home from college everyone's like oh you're so smart like are you gonna go to graduate school what are you gonna do with your life and he just wants to not be involved with anybody or anything yeah at that moment it doesn't
0: want responsibility which i feel like we We feel that at the end. Mm hmm I don't know if... Because we didn't really really look up people's opinion on this. We're just speaking our opinions and facts. I mean, it's a fact they got Oscar nominations, you know? So it was well-received. It was very well-received. It was the third highest grossing movie, Mm. like I said earlier. But the ending felt a little ambiguous.
1: Well, yeah. And I think it is supposed to be ambiguous because they're two young people that kind of have... I mean, it is kind of true what they say. If you forbid something, it kind of makes you want it more. So they were forbidden from being with each other. And so I think in their rebellious young person phase, they're Mm -hmm. they're, I want to be with this person. Yeah.
0: Like he did everything to be with her. And then once he had her, I kind of felt like it was like, oh,
1: yeah. Did I actually want her? I feel like that's a a a common feeling that young people have. At least I remember being in high school and, you know, like wanting something. I don't, I don't really know what I could say that would be a good, a good example. But once you have it, or once that thing happens to you, then you kind of are disillusioned with the idea like running for class president or something like you want the class presidency so bad but once you have that responsibility and you have that physical thing and how Mm -hmm. you've achieved it the allure to it is kind of Mm. of gone and you start to feel a little bit panicky
0: yeah i mean that's that's for everything i feel like a lot of people feel like once you get what you want it's kind of like now what
1: yeah, it's or now that like, I really want it or like yeah. it
0: doesn't feel as good as you think it would feel. Which yeah. sucks. But I feel like that's a universal thing. Yeah. Everyone has this thing that they really want once they have it, it doesn't feel as good as you thought it would. And then you just keep going.
1: Yeah. You we, just you just deal we but we don't know what happens at the end. Like, you know, yeah. we don't know what happens in their lives yeah. after they leave the chapel, after she leaves her husband or we, her
0: we know someone that got married very young.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was going through a divorce. Right. You know them better than I do. But it's kind of the case of they wanted these things to happen, to leave their family and move in with this. And then after they had all that, it was like, oh, do I love them?
1: Yeah. And that
0: should be the first thought, right? Mm -hmm. Ideally. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is similar. Right. Where the last thought is, do I love her? And the, the first thought is, let me have her first and then I'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a very interesting movie, I would say. And back to the, to the story element part of it, when I say it's not for me, like... Because I feel like this movie is primarily made for young men who also are kind of disillusioned with life and who also are kind of aimless and...
0: I fit the bill. And... <laughs> But I don't. I, I don't know. I didn't feel like it worked for me, like for my liking. Mm.
1: Yeah, and I feel like the element of having like starting an affair with your parents' friend, who has kind of known you your whole life. Mm. I feel like it's a little skeezy. Which,
0: it, it it works great comedically though. Yeah, I think it does. The, the the funniest moments are Dustin Hoffman's. Awkwardness towards mm-hmm. her.
1: Yeah, those definitely work for comedic elements, but it's still kind of like... I don't know if it's supposed to be meant to be kind of sexy and forbidden, but to me it just is skeezy on mm. all, all levels.
0: I think it's a, a category on some adult websites that people really...
1: Gravitate yeah, towards. gravitate
0: <laughs> towards. Ted Cruz, for example... <laughs>
1: Yeah, ain't that something?
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I think it's just like a popular idea of just being entrapped into intercourse by...
1: An older woman. An older,
0: attractive woman that you want to be with, Mm. but you'd be scared to make the move Mm. if she didn't make the move. Yeah,
1: see, and that's why I think it's more along the lines of an adult male fantasy, or at least a young... Male fantasy.
0: I think it is, like, a fantasy. To, like, be in that situation.
1: Yeah, where it's like, I,
0: I'm i in love with might... the
1: mom and the daughter. Though he's not really in love with the mom, obviously. But it also but... might
0: be a joke on that, though.
1: That's like... true. I'm not sure of the intentions. I didn't really look it up. But... Yeah, I
0: don't know if the intentions were, like, just straight up. We're doing this because, you know. It's a fantasy. It's a fantasy. It's a good story. It's, it can be funny and dramatic and sexy. But it could also be, like... Oh, this is what you want? Let me make fun of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like I can kind of see a modern day version of of this type of story. Mm. Well, no.
0: You bring up more modern day. I think this is very timeless. It felt ageless. Mm. Like, I was watching it and I was thinking, like, if this was made in the 90s or even now, would it be any different? Not by much.
1: No. I mean, I can think of, like licorice pizza that's not exactly like this like it's not a love triangle between a mother and a daughter but it kind of is very similar in my opinion where you have an older woman that is for some reason uh attracted to a 15 year old boy and the 15 year old boy kind of is juggling her and also Girls closer to his age. Yeah.
0: And he also doesn't really know what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good comparison. I mean, again, it it is ageless. I think this could be... Well, yeah. It feels fresh at any point that you watch it. Because a lot of people complain that old movies have the sensibility of the times. mm -hmm. This one is not that. The sensibility that he has hasn't changed much. Mm. There's no crime, I guess. Like, Licorice Pizza would be kind of criminal. Right. <laughs> this one is... It
1: takes place during the same time, though. Kind of. Roughly. A, l- a
0: little earlier.
1: Yeah. It's but the it's, 70s and the 60s. They're now. all
0: adults. They're all consenting. You know. Yeah. They're all fine to do what they're doing. It's just morally
1: it ambiguous. Is, yeah. I, I don't
0: think the main character is likable. I guess they're likable, but, like, very flawed.
1: mm He is very flawed. He is a weasel.
0: (laughs) He's like, everything he's doing is not what he should be doing. A lot of it is not even excusable.
1: Yeah, I mean, because the character feels like he's just so aimless. Which I think happens to a lot of people after they get out of college. Yeah, but
0: there's a lot of comedies like this that people like that I never really... Love, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, was, you know, kind of similar, right? It's like someone that just doesn't want the responsibility, wants to have fun. And that's also like a super beloved comedy that I don't really understand how so many people connect to, but I'm glad they do.
1: Yeah, I'd say that we both kind of agree that we don't really get why people are so connected to this one. So if if you are one of those people, good for you let us know because I am curious because I do think it's it's a good well done movie.
0: There's nothing technically wrong with it. I can't really like say anything negative about it
1: Mm-mm.
0: because there's nothing negative about it. It's just the screenplay sometimes doesn't click. That's what I fell here. Uh, yeah. looks great. There's I do think that the use of music is like pretty nice. It's different. It's nicely edited in where it doesn't feel clunky, it doesn't feel like they're montages, you know, yeah, so stylistically good, technically good, storys just not my favorite,
1: yeah, it's I do think that sometimes stories just don't click with you because I feel like there's nothing majorly different between this movie and say, American Beauty, right. But I enjoy American Beauty a lot more. You know?
0: Yeah. It's more dramatic, though. It's different genres.
1: It is different genres. So maybe that's the thing. But, you know, sometimes movies just don't... They don't click with you right away.
0: I think this one will probably be more enjoyable on a rewatch. Yeah. Or it might not hold up on a rewatch at all. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I would... I definitely... I'm not against rewatching this. It wasn't so. No, it's bad. it's a it's
0: a good comedy. Yeah. It's easy to watch as well.
1: It's just the ridiculousness of it all. Like if you were a twenty-year-old girl, I guess is what Elaine is because she hasn't graduated. She hasn't graduated yet, from my understanding.
0: No, she's like, coming home from school, is what. The dad says.
1: Yeah, but I I, I can't remember if she's done graduate school or not. I don't know. But either way, it doesn't really matter. Like, (sighs) how a young girl can look past the fact that her potential new boyfriend has slept with her mother.
0: That ain't happening. I just... If that happens, that feels like one of those cases that's gonna end up on Dr. Phil. (laughs) So... You know, not very healthy. Yeah. Not a very healthy foundation for your relationship, but...
1: Which is why I think, like, at the end, there definitely is that moment of realization, like... Oh, snap. Oh. I just left... Now what? (laughs) Yeah, I just left a potentially okay marriage, but maybe not, because I think that they did kind of allude that the guy she was basically forced to marry at the end was... Also, not that great of a guy because he called him the. His friends called him the makeout king, and you know. Yeah. All this other kind of derogatory He's a, stuff. A guy's dude. Yeah. So, either way, it seems like poor Elaine is just not going to uh, end up happy <laughs> in any situation. Even her parents,
0: the Robinsons, got married because they got pregnant. Mm hmm. So, I guess no one really. No one really ends up how they want. It's not, you know, the story. Yeah. The fairy tale story that, you know, as a kid, especially for girls, I feel like a lot of girls fantasize about their wedding day. It's yeah, usually I've... not some beehole you're forced to marry.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I doubt that you're really fantasizing about your wedding being broken up by somebody.
0: One step ahead of the shotgun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, nobody likes that. But uh,
0: but yeah, it's a classic movie for a reason. It did very well for a reason. It's super well-directed. It really is. Like the, the directing Oscar doesn't surprise me in the slightest. It's very, you know, very solid all throughout. This, this would be a movie that would establish you for life. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, I mean, the performances were good enough. Especially the women. Like, Dustin Hoffman... I guess it's for the character, it kind of fits, but it also feels like a little weird sometimes, which works for comedy. Like, I laughed, like when he kept saying, I gotta leave. Mm -hmm. But it also felt like, not bad acting, but not typical from what you get out of a trained actor in that situation.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's part of the charm of of the movie, is because he's so awkward and so... Unsure of himself, because he's, I'm pretty sure we establish that he is a virgin who really has no life experience, kind of, whatsoever. I mean, he went to college, but that gives you...
0: He still feels like a kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of movies that are like that. There's a lot of male fantasy movies where, like, your main character is still very childish. Mm-hmm. It's, they still don't know what they're going to do with themselves. We kind of have this with Bicycle Thieves. Mm. And mostly, there's some of it we didn't talk about, and we're not going to talk about, but Evie Toloni by Fellini.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where all the characters are should be adults, but they're not ready for it. Yeah. So that that's a movie that's very relatable for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: It is hard to transition to adulthood.
1: It's hard, but I think it's it might be harder for for men to do it than than women, to be honest. That transition, because mm. I think that a lot of the times women transition to adulthood way earlier. Right. Yeah. Because even if, you know, even if you had a good childhood, I think there is some type of pressure we put on girls to act a certain way during a certain time like they have to be the responsible ones because the guys aren't gonna do it that's true you know i feel like a lot of even 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 a lot of um adult males that i know Mm -hmm. were pretty childish up until their 30s maybe even into their forties. If it wasn't
0: for you, I'd be buying like Hot Wheels and (laughs) just spending all my money on cotton candy.
1: Right. (laughs) So I do think that maybe that there's a reason why we have so many of these movies that I do feel like while women can kind of appreciate them, they don't like, I don't get that feeling. Like I get the feeling of feeling a little aimless, but not so much to a point where I feel childish, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Just my two The thoughts. aimlessness is as important as anything else, though.
1: Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of, um, kind of pivoting. There was a lot of people that could have been attached to this. I think they wanted a lot of different people for both Elaine and Mrs. Robinson. Mm-hmm. And we just so happened to get, you know, Catherine Ross and uh, Anne Bancroft as as our Elaine and Mrs. Robinson. But I think like actresses like Audrey Hepburn, um, Sophia Loren, Judy Garland, like all these mm-hmm. pretty big name women were considered for for.
0: I mean, they still got a pretty big name woman. She's she's casted. She's a uh, not casted, but listed before. Dustin Hoffman, which now would be ridiculous, but at the time I guess made more sense. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Dustin Hoffman is more important on the directing part, so it wouldn't really matter, even though like they were really good at their roles.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think you'd have changed much.
1: No, I don't think so either. But it would have been like interesting to see like a Goldie Hawn or a Jane Fonda as.
0: No, I could not buy as Jane Elaine. Fonda
1: as Elaine.
0: Oh, I still couldn't.
1: Yeah. Jane Fonda's a little too sharky. Yeah.
0: She's mean. <laughs> I love her.
1: But um, I think we both gave this a 7 out of 10. Yes. Where, like we said, we think it's a good movie, but we're both kind of in agree- agreeance that we don't understand why it's so highly coveted, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's... If you like the story, this is the perfect movie. Because yeah. it's everything else is perfect about it. Yeah. Just the story, again, didn't click. But it was funny. It was really easy to watch because it's so well directed. And it was pretty and sounded good. And everything about it was good. I really didn't say anything too negative about it. But I guess the rating seems a little low. We got that with Memento. Yeah. People said it like... The way we talked about it seemed like it was a higher rating. They were going to give it at the end, but...
1: It's sometimes just, it's just you yeah. feel a certain way about a movie. Yeah, just
0: a feeling. The, the number doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean...
1: Obviously, I feel some of these numbers aren't... They don't correspond to how much I enjoyed the movie sometimes. Yeah,
0: and this is definitely like something you should watch. I mean, it's part of the, your film journey. Because yeah. this is not like something you got to make a day out of.
1: Yeah, it's very quick. It doesn't feel long. It's like an hour and 40 minutes.
0: Yeah, it's fast. It's funny. It's You don't gotta take it too seriously if you don't want to. You know, it could just be something classic to entertain you for today. Something you haven't seen before. So you can explore different routes.
1: Yeah, and it's always good to kind of see what you like and dislike. Because who knows, maybe this could be your favorite movie.
0: Yeah, it could.
1: <laughs> I mean... <laughs> But I think that that's all we have for this episode. So we'll see you next time.